So every day online, if you're paying attention, you see liberal politicians issuing these little confessionals. Well, I took the vax and all the boosters and I'm sick in bed with COVID, but I'm still glad I got the vax. Not being mean, just noticing it. So if it works so well, why are they getting COVID and getting sick from it? Some are dying from it. Well, no one's asking that question. So schools in this country are still forcing kids to take the COVID shot or else. So Ellie Puentes is a former student at Union College in Schenectady, in New York, and she was expelled from her college for not getting the vaccine, even though her physician advised her not to get it. And we are happy to have Ellie Puentes join us tonight. Ellie, thanks so much for coming on. So is this story as straightforward as it sounds? They told you to get it. Your doctor said don't get it. And then they kicked you out. Yeah. Hi, Tucker. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, you're right. So I'm fully vaccinated. I received my second dose back in September and I got so sick from it to the point where I ended up being hospitalized and continue to have symptoms to this day. I mean, prior to getting this vaccine, I was healthy. So when I got a reminder from the school telling me, you know, time to get the booster shot, I sent an email out with my concerns and my request for an exemption was denied. I mean, they denied my hospital paperwork. They denied a letter from my physician, you know, who's known me long in the administration of Union College, where he states, you know, it's ill-advised for me to get the booster right now. And I even went to the lengths of calling Pfizer themselves, them confirming that other patients have had the same reactions. And for some reason, the expertise of the Union administration trumps the makers of the vaccine and... It was denied. I mean, there was nothing I was saying that was going to make them accept it. I mean, their decision was final. I was expelled. I mean, I tried to talk to everyone in the administration, but I was always hit with excuses and told to meet with Angela Stefanatos, the nurse at the health center who, you know, didn't even want to treat me when I was sick. You know, I went in and she was like, are you here because you're truly sick or because you want to receive the booster? I even went to the lengths of talking to my president, you know, sending him an email and explaining my concerns and what was going on. And I, I got a two-sentence response pretty much saying, you know, I, we tried to work with you on this. I, I hope you choose your education. So there was nothing I was saying that was going to make them, you know, accept me at that school. So for prioritizing my health, they expelled me. They unenrolled me from classes. They kicked me off my on-campus housing, gave me 72 hours to leave on top of um, declining my food card. And now I'm not even permitted back on campus. So it's why I'm choosing to take a stand today. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I bet money Union College and Schenectady would be out of business in 10 years anyway, along with a lot of these places. But that's so it turns out it was not a private medical decision between a young woman and her physician. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I was on the pre-med track, so I value, you know, the doctor patient relationship. But everything I was saying was just denied. What are you going to do now? You know, Right now, being expelled, I'm at home and I'm just, you know, taking this time to focus on my health, recover from the vaccine injury, as well as uh, looking for a job because it's, it's hard not to think about, you know, everything that's going on when something you've worked so hard for your whole life is just taken away so easily. It's just you got to keep busy. And on top of this, you know, I'm a first generation Mexican student. So my goal has always been get to college, be the first in my family to graduate, you know, with a college degree. And so I actually love Union College. You know, aside from the administration, the professors there are amazing. The students there are great. Yeah. You receive a great education. But I don't know if Union is an option anymore. I haven't heard anything <sighs> back from the administration. So Right now, I'm in the process of looking into other colleges, and I'm hoping I can find one that, you know, values me as a person, values my education, and values my freedom of bodily autonomy. It's 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 actually beyond belief. And GoFundMe shut your account down too. It's that's one of the worst stories I've heard, and I've heard a lot in a long time. 
Ellie Puentes, I appreciate no, your coming I, on tonight. Good luck. And I hope they're punished for what they did to you. I mean it, too. Thank you. Thank you. So you just heard from a young woman who had a vaccine injury. No one wanted to hear about it. Shut up. You're expelled. Don't talk about your vaccine injury. Well, she's not the only one. Sorry, that's just true. There are a lot of people like that, actually. And the FDA has just admitted it. The FDA determined that the risk of thrombosis with the J&J &J vaccine warrants limiting that vaccine to, quote, those 18 plus for whom other approved vaccines are not accessible or clinically appropriate. Now, more than 19 million people have already taken that vaccine. They were assured that it was completely safe. That does not appear to be true. Now, lots of medicines have side effects. The vax is not the only medicine that's a side effect. They all do. It's the lying about it that's so infuriating and the fact that it was mandatory. Pfizer, millions of people took Pfizer. We're learning a lot more about Pfizer's vaccine. In a 2021 report to the FDA, Pfizer collected adverse reaction reports from the VAERS database and other similar databases from 62 countries. In that report, the number of doses shipped worldwide is redacted. Why would they redact that? Why don't we have a right to know they made people take it? But without that number, you can't really put the adverse events into context, which is the point of redacting it. What we do know is that that document lists nearly 20,000 adverse reactions to the vaccine. 1,200 of the people who had adverse reactions died. That is a non-trivial number. 1,200 people died? Really? Can we learn more? Another 1,000 people experienced irregular heartbeat, a case where your heart races over 100 beats per minute. That's dangerous. 1,500 people experienced a nervous system disorder. 1,000 people experienced loss of sensation of touch and feeling in the skin. So again, these are not small things. What do they mean? What's the extent of them? Why can't we have all the numbers? Dr. Aaron Cariotti is the chief of ethics at the Unity Project, and he joins us tonight. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. So if you want to reassure people and make them less paranoid and suspicious, maybe just give them all the numbers and let them know what the truth is. Why don't they do that? That's exactly right. Transparency is a basic principle of public health ethics. It was violated over and over with the mass vaccination campaign and particularly with the vaccine mandates where people were not allowed to exercise informed consent, both because they were under the threat of school expulsion, as we heard in the last segment, or losing their job. And even if they weren't under a mandate, they still didn't have access to all the relevant information. So we had to file this Freedom of Information Act, uh, myself and some of my colleagues, uh, last September just to get the Pfizer data. They wanted to slow walk it, wanted to take 75 years to release data that they uh, were able to review the, at the FDA in only 108 days. And now we're starting to get that data after many people have already taken the vaccine. And as you mentioned, some of the safety data in the Pfizer uh, analysis is quite concerning, and we could talk more about that. And of course, yesterday's announcement about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I'm glad, actually, that the FDA is acknowledging that there is, there is uh, this concern about thrombosis, about blood clots with the J&J &J vaccine. But Tucker, I got to be honest, I'm a little surprised that they're applying uh, that level of scrutiny to the J&J &J vaccine, but not to the mRNA vaccines, not to the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. Because actually, if you look at overall safety issues, the J&J &J vaccine probably has a better overall safety profile. Now, it, it might have higher incidence of thrombosis, but there was a, another recent very important study on all-cause mortality. And I think last time I was on with you, we talked about this statistic is a good way to cut through a complex issue and a lot of statistical noise. And they compared all three of the vaccines on all-cause mortality. Are you more likely to live or die after you get this vaccine? 
And the Johnson and Johnson actually had a modest improvement, whereas the mRNA vaccine showed no improvement in all cause mortality. So I'd like to see the same level of scrutiny applied to all of the vaccines. Yes, and compassion and care for people who are injured by it. I mean, that's the least we can expect from our doctors. Absolutely. They're supposed to help us, not dismiss us or punish us for saying how we've been injured. Uh, Dr. Aaron Kiriati, one of the truly reliable, sane voices on this topic. No one's going to call you a kook, and we're glad that you came on tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks, Doc.